the Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm alright, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. It's time now for Armchair Politics. Join host Tom Sumner for this weekly reality check on current events in national politics and the real issues that really matter. You, too, can be part of Armchair Politics. Find us on Facebook. We let the dogs off their leash. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. Joining me for today's edition of Armchair Politics, our panel of political pundits includes our roundtable regulars on the left, Flint's premier political pundit, Paul Rosicki. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Good to be here. And on the right, longtime Genesee County Republican Henry Hatter. Henry, welcome to you as well. Good morning, Tom. And joining us for uh, today's edition uh, in the third chair, law professor, attorney, and armchair politics alum, J.D. Weingarten. J.D., good morning. Welcome. Hey, the best is yet to come. I'm here. I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) Good morning, J.D. Thank you, J.D. We were waiting for you. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I, I'm so happy to be here. You know, this is just really exciting for, for me, I'll tell you. Well, here's uh, we always start out with a few quotes, and the first one is where I ask you, how would you finish this quote? And it goes like this. Freedom of the press is guaranteed only to those who what? How would you finish this quote? Hmm. On the or are we right to give side, it to their enemies or their opponents? On the right side of the issue. <laughs> no, I, I love this quote, though. I came across it uh, poking around online. Freedom of the press is guaranteed only to those who own one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's like that. Yes. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> and and you'll never guess who said it. I I certainly wouldn't have. It was A. G. Liebling, or A. J. Liebling rather, who oh. was he was an American journalist associated with the New Yorker from 1935 until his death in 1963. Mm. Wow, that's wow. interesting. It's a good quote. Yes, it is. Yes, good. it is. <laughs> a great quote. You know, in today's world, just to start things off, I have some real issues with the media, and I'm sure that many of you do. Uh, You know, it used to be all the news that's fit to print. Now it's all the news that's fit to sell. And that's not a good thing, because it's dangerous to democracy. 
That's, that's true, J.D., although in one way that's nothing really new. I mean, there was yellow journalism back in the 1890s in that era as well, so, but, it's, yeah, but, but you're, you're, you're right. Yeah, I'll buy that. Oh, everybody's agreeing for a change. This is good. Uh, I, you know, the uh, thing that I want to make point out is that the thing that I want to point out is that what they do in the news today is they give a byline to grab people. Everyone's doing that. And that doesn't go to the full facts of the situation. That doesn't go to the essence of it. All it does is grab people and get them upset. And then they don't listen to the rest. And that's not a good thing. You've got to listen to the whole story. You can't just go for bits and pieces of things just to excite people. Well, that plays right into this uh, this next thing, J.D. Um, one of the quotes that got my attention this week, we will use every tool at our disposal to ensure that pregnant women get the medical care that they are entitled to. Governor mm, Whitmer? Well, no, you Joe would Biden. think. You would think. But it was Attorney General Merrick Garland, and he oh. said that in a news conference Tuesday, um, yesterday. The, the Biden administration filed a lawsuit on Tuesday against Idaho for redistricting, uh, or for, I'm sorry, I'm so caught up on gerrymandering, uh, for restricting access to abortion to patients who need life-saving medical treatment. The first such Justice Department challenge since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade this summer. But let me ask you this. In this CNN story, it's being referred to as Biden's Justice Department. But in the case of the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, it's being called an independent agency. Which is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, they should be consistent at least. I, uh, yeah. And, that, and J.D., that's kind of what you were touching on there. You know, this is all within CNN. In one story, they're, they're calling it an independent agency, and in another story, they're calling it Biden's agency. Right. Well, right. And, and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't watch Fox News because I, 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 can't, I can't stand the, the slanted commentators that spew out poison, in my opinion, on a daily basis, it's like the propaganda ministry uh, during the Nazi regime in Germany. <laughs> well, I think the same I mean, thing. You know, I think the same thing when I'm watching Don Lemon on CNN, JD. Well, no, and that's right. And, that, and I yeah. don't listen to him either. And I did and, turn and, on, <laughs> and I did turn on Fox for a little bit last night because of, um, because of the upset in uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Oh yeah, and I was curious to see yeah, what right. they were saying about it, and of course they were making it out to be a huge victory uh, for Republicans everywhere, and and they had Hagerman on. Well, the other thing th that must have been fascinating. The other thing is, is the best thing that ever happened to American politics was that Rush Limbaugh can't speak anymore. <laughs> Well, that's. I mean, this guy. I'm telling you, and then, and then the and then Trump gives him the Medal of Freedom and the State of the Union message. Has a, Ivana take the thing out in the in the stand and give it to him? What kind of circus is that? No, I, I think I think one of Tom's favorite phrases that I've always liked is he's always come out against what he calls rant radio, and I think a lot of problems we face today began with the rise of rant radio, the Rush Limbaugh's and the imitators of his of his type. Over oh, the last right. couple of decades. 
That's right. You know, it's really funny. I had a great conversation with Dave Barber about that. I was going to bring him up. And he was Flint's own rant radio Oh, yeah, that's DJ. right. That's right. Oh, he was shock radio, from the, and he was more fun than a barrel of monkeys. He, uh, he really know, was, and, and I do miss him. He, he was always... I uh, miss him terribly. He yeah, was, you know, I used to be on there all the time. Oh, I bet, and, and probably had a ball. And, and whatever, whatever point anybody wanted to make, Dave could find a way to come up against it. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I I talked to him about that. He inherited that that whole talk show thing from someone else, and and I can't remember the name. Um, And it was a very, you know, straight, very, uh, you know, balanced kind of interview talk show. Dave took it over and wanted to do something different, and not everybody was doing that at that time. No, no. Yeah, but he started that in high school. And he. That's right. Henry's right. Yep, and he yeah. started he started that that whole thing about ranting and raving about whatever the headlines were and whoever was. Right. Well, you news. know that guy. You know the guy that made that the most famous though is that guy that's on, uh, on you know, ex, ex, uh, not on, on um, the you know the. Uh, oh my God! I can't think of his name, but. Alex you know, Jones. No, yeah. the guy. The guy who's who's on. Uh, uh, Xfinity radio, not Xfinity, but um, you know the radio station that he's number one hundred on the radio. On the uh, you talk, are you talking uh, about um, uh, the original shock jock Howard Stern? Yeah, Howard. Oh, oh, that's, oh, the oh, oh. that's the guy. Man, he he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. Well, here's another uh, another quote that got my attention and is uh, maybe a little closer to home. For the physical and emotional health of the jurors, we don't believe we can continue with further deliberations. Further deliberations will only result in stress and anxiety. Oh, that's a Flint, the Flint water trial. Um, <laughs> I forgot that yeah. the judge replaced Judge Levy. Yeah, it was Judge uh, uh, yeah. David Grant is his name, federal, yeah. federal magistrate. And he declared a mistrial in the Flint water crisis uh, civil trial um, after jurors informed him they could not reach a unanimous verdict after weeks of deliberations. And, and you know, Before we amazing. get you to a home loan expert, please listen to the following options. Press 1 if you're a current client or have a loan in process. Press Who's? 2... If you'd like to discuss where did that phone options, call come from? <laughs> <laughs> if you're buying and need a home loan. Through a oh, there we go. Is everybody around still? <laughs> yeah, I we're think still here. That must have popped in on Henry's line. He'll call me right Henry! back. Henry! Yeah, Henry, hang you on. Need a, Henry, you're trying to get a deal on a hang home on, loan? Hang on, he's calling back in now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wait for Henry. But, you know... What'd you, hey, what'd you, I'm back. There's, there's Henry. Hey. <laughs> oh, did, did, did you get a good deal on a home loan, Henry? <laughs> Somebody complained Henry. about uh, J.D. Uh, JD Rockefeller. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess Rush Limbaugh. I thought the the Russians <laughs> that were. That must have been it. I thought the Russians <laughs> were hacking Henry's phone again. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! Well, go, go, what, Tom, you d- repeat what you just said so that I can respond. I forgot what you said. No, I was I was talking about the um, uh, the 
hung jury uh, and, oh, and the mistrial yeah, in the Flint water crisis civil trial. And I guess, you know, what's next in this so-called Bell Wither case since it's failed uh, to ring the bell for now? Let me, uh, <laughs> let, me say, let me say, first of all, that people don't understand, I don't believe, the difference between a civil case and the, and the uh, standard with the jury and a criminal case with the standard of the jury. The uh, civil case, the burden of proof is on the plaintiff, and the burden of proof is not what the prosecution would have in a criminal case as the plaintiff. The burden of proof is more likely than less likely the evidence of the plaintiff would, would, would prevail. More likely than less likely. But the, in the criminal field, the person is presumed innocent until proven guilty hmm. beyond a reasonable doubt. That means to a moral certainty uh, that there is guilt. Now, that is a higher standard, a burden. And if they can't get a, con uh, a, a verdict on the water crisis, more likely than less likely, what in God's name are they going to get in the criminal prosecution where, yeah. the, where, the, where, where the standard is so much higher? Now... In my opinion, and um, I guess I'm entitled to my opinion, but I am an officer of the court, so I have to be careful. But uh, in my opinion, uh, the investigation uh, from the prosecutorial standpoint uh, was, and the prosecution in the criminal before the thing was dismissed. Um, for the first time, the whole thing was dismissed because of the procedural due process issues. But the discovery issues uh, were to, were horrible from the prosecution uh, prosecution's uh, uh, standards uh, of doing what's the right thing. I mean, how can you keep documents in a basement, not know about them, and not divulge them to the other side? I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, th this flies in the face of due process. Uh, as well as the, uh, and the other thing I don't understand, I mean, to be honest about it, uh, for years that they've indicted people who've won men grand juries. Now, I understand that you don't have the right to cross-examination uh, or, or, or confrontation uh, in a grand jury proceeding by the defense, but that's not, that doesn't, in my mind, fly into what's implicit in the concepts of ordered liberty because the prosecution in a one-man grand jury is like the prosecution in a uh, preliminary examination. And that is basically that, uh, a, that, that a crime has been committed and there's a suspicion or a probable cause, uh, as they say, that someone committed one, that that person committed one. In other words, a reasonable likelihood that they did commit the crime. It's not evidence in the, in, in the case. It is merely for the purposes of uh, returning a, an indictment for trial. Now, JD, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to interrupt this uh, criminal justice okay. uh, lecture. No, 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 no. This is good stuff, but I got to take a short break here. We'll be back All with right. more right after this. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner and you're listening to the Tom Sumner program. 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. Do you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative, whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom general stuff listen I have a legal question what is it mom I just got a call from the water company apparently your father has not been paying the bill I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than a thousand dollars now can you believe it actually I can't so listen We just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards, and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam? Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. 
Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue now with Armchair Politics on today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program with our roundtable regulars, Paul Rosicki and Henry Hatter, joined by uh, law professor uh, J.D. Weingarten, who I uh, cut off mid-lecture uh, just before the break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you did. You know, I'm getting ready to start my teaching next um, next week. And I'm getting into this mode, and that was, that was too long. It was, it was too long. I'm well, usu- usually, I, usually I cut Henry off, but it's nice when I can. It's nice when I can move yeah. that around a little bit. I got I to make. I got to be like those newscasters. But I. Right, but I do want to handle this. But I do want to yeah. wrap this uh, this subject up a little bit. Um, you know, you talked about uh, the the criminal cases. Uh, perhaps uh, we're getting a, an indication that they might be kind of difficult for jurors to sort through um, if they couldn't make it through this civil case. And now, um, jurors are the. La- ju- that's a good point because, see, the the jury system. It's a three hundred and fifty year tradition. Uh, is is the last form of direct democracy. And what happens is, is that these people come out of out of these these people come out of the uh, public, and they they are sworn as jurors. They're sworn to do their duty to be fair, honorable, and not be prejudiced or biased. And there are certain other ramifications, but on um, for the most part, they are rather unsophisticated. Well, that's what, when you get involved with these expert witnesses. You know, that's when you get these expert witnesses coming to help the jurors make a informed decision on the issues of the case. Well, you uh, take it from me, an old uh, broken-down trial lawyer, uh, personal injury lawyer. You know, I've had on the stand many an expert. Is this Some becoming? Are, is this becoming an old broken-down trial? <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, that's the problem. You know, justice delayed is justice denied sometimes. And as I said, I, I, I have some real reservations about um, the competency of the uh, previous prosecutor because uh, some things happened during the course of this thing that delayed justice uh, and prevented justice. JJD, I, I've got kind of a parallel legal, legal question. Is the term bellwether a legal term? I see that used so often when people are describing this case as, oh, this is a, quote, bellwether case. I mean, uh, as if it's some no. kind of a legal term. Has that got any kind of uh, legal meaning? Or? It's, a, it's a Rush Limbaugh term. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough said. Okay. We're gonna, How's that? We're going we're to move on to uh, another aspect. Um, I, I do want to mention that uh, for Paul and Henry, if you if you feel like you're not not able to squeeze in with JD's talk, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I guys, this is where it's uh, really educational for me. I was just going to say, you guys will get your turn because we only have JD with us for the first half of the show today. JD, we were going to remind you that Henry and I are both on the jury board, and we do our best with that kind of thing. We have to be exact, and we have to be truthful, and we have to be well, the, knowledgeable. 
That that that's right. And you know, I when I was a uh, uh, well, when I did plaintiff's work and when I was a prosecutor, I used to go look at the jury list, and I you know as to what information you get about people, and you don't get very much. And you know that that so you really can't read a person uh, unless you think you're a uh, a political scientist of great rapport. You know, I mean, the real uh, uh, there's no the, the, there's no uh, exact the science is very very unexacting. You, you get these jury consultants, and um, it's not good. It's not good because they they really don't know. Well, this is working out really well today because I have packed the first hour with uh, a lot of legal stuff. So it's kind of fortunate that we have JD in this uh, this first hour. I appreciate that, Tom. But for God's sake, cut me off! Don't cut me <laughs> going to a I, mean, I can't stop. We don't have that much time. <laughs> well, let's let's move on to this one, and I definitely want to hear from from everybody on on this one. A Genesee County judge accused of sexual harassment has oh. been relieved of his in-person duties ahead of his November retirement date, the county announced in a news release Friday. Circuit Court Judge Joseph Farah was accused of sexual harassment by a former intern in late 2021 in the wake of a Michigan State University investigation that found evidence supporting the harassment claims. Farah this week announced his intention to retire effective November 9th. However, Acting Chief Judge Elizabeth Kelly in a statement Friday said Farah has been relieved of in-person duties at the courthouse ahead of his retirement, a move that was made after consulting with the state court administrative office. Between now and his retirement in November, he will remotely complete any pending matters that were taken under advisement, Kelly said in the statement. Until a new judge is appointed, the court will continue its efforts to provide judicial resources for all other matters that are pending before Judge Farah. Farah, who has held a bench seat in Genesee County since being appointed by former Michigan Governor John Engler in 1998, has yet to comment publicly on the allegations. Is this the first hint of scandal involving Judge Farah in his 25 years on the bench? I first think I've so. I, J.D. may know I, better. First I've heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and they gave all of the tough criminal cases to Judge Farah. First it was... Uh, the lady judge uh, that was called the hanging judge, of, her name is Casey now, but she retired a couple of years ago. And then Farah, uh, they took really, really difficult criminal cases, and they did quite well, and they were highly respected for the choices that they made in the jurisdiction. Henry, as I recall from that, that list we get every year, he was one of the more productive judges, too, I think. Yes, he was. Every year yes. we get that list of, of the number of cases they've handled. Sure. Well, that's one recollection, recollection I have. And, you know, you could tick off people if you were taking tough cases, and um, that could be very risky. Uh, so. J.D., are you still with us? Yes. <laughs> okay. I... Uh, and I understand your reluctance to weigh in on the on this, okay. but I, no, no, I, I, I let me let me just say this. 
it's not only my reluctance, but as an officer of the court, ethics prevent me from making any comment on that issue. Sure. We understand. Mm -hmm. Even to acknowledge whether there have or haven't been uh, any any hints of scandal uh, over the last 25 years uh, before now? Absolutely. Okay. I'm and and well, absolutely. I'm going to stand on absolutely. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard any kind of question make JD go so silent. This is unheard of. Hey, listen. Let's talk about something else. Okay. The Concerned Pastors for Social Action has filed a formal complaint against several officials at the Genesee County Road Commission and called for the removal of three members of its board. The Reverend Alfred L. Harris made the requests in a letter to both the Road Commission and County Board of Commissioners last week saying county transportation officials have promoted and condoned racism a charge the Road Commission said was false and misleading. How much clout do the pastors have in a case like this? Can they get these guys uh, bumped off the board? Only at the ballot box. I think Henry's correct. I can't imagine, uh, although there certainly would be political fallout from that, uh, and perhaps at the ballot box. Uh, Henry's correct. What's what's the nature of the racism charges? I mean, what, the road commission seemed like an unlikely place to 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 have those issues. Well, I suppose I could imagine some, but what's you know, the that's a of the great charges? question. And I wish the reporter who wrote the story I got this from had asked someone. Hmm. So, in, in other words, <laughs> that's what I mean. You know, I, I, this goes right to the issue that we discussed earlier. All right. What what are you talking about? You're just making some blatant statement without back factual backup. What are you talking about? Now they don't have to name names. All they have to do is name situations uh, that they find deplorable, and that's fine. They they have a right to do that. I think that they're you know I know I go ahead. I think that you know they should bring it up. They, they have a responsibility to the community. I mean, I understand that, but, and I and I guess we have to trust them that there's a factual basis. I trust them, but, you know, here you're trying to ruin someone's career or, you know, who's in the public trust. Uh, you know, you would think that they could say something about what was... Uh, you know, I, was, I, was, I mean, are they claiming that Sonia roads in some neighborhoods are getting paved ahead of ahead of other neighborhoods? Is that? Is but that's that always been the know. case, guys. That's always been the case, city. You know that that primary roads are the first to get attention. Those are the expressways and byways and so on and so forth. And then secondary roads are, are state roads. Third great roads are the ones that I live on: dirt, unpaved, uh, etc. And I have no objection to that. That's just a, this is how it works. This is how they appropriate the money from Congress to the state of Michigan and so on. So this is how the process works. But I wish uh, that they had taken a different approach. We're moving so close to parity for uh, people of color uh, that that could have been handled in a more positive 
statement. Well, that's the, that's the thing, Henry. You, you know, well, you Henry, I, have... I admire, I admire your optimism, Henry. But I know you. If I always go to hell. I, I'm just speculating on some of the other issues. I I know the the whole right. of I-475 repaving was there were racial charges revolving around that as they they discussed the the options there. I mean, I wonder if that's the issue there that, that they're kicking around. I don't know. I, I but don't that's know. what they have to develop. They have to develop an argument that supports that. You just can't go well, out I and say that blanketly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Henry, you you have uh, you have absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, the same thing applies. Absolutely. The same thing applies uh, with uh, the fact that the uh, presidential election was uh, uh, phonied uh, on behalf of the Democrats. Uh, you know, where's the proof? I mean, 66 courts have said there's no proof, and it's unreasonable even bring the action. And yet, uh, you know, uh, he's claiming that the, it was a, the election was a fraud. I mean, it's the same thing. At least we got. At least we know what we're what well, is claiming. And, I guess. Yeah, if we're if we were going to get into that, I'd I'd be forced to to raise my my observation that I think that Republicans are are just uh, engaging in sour grapes because they didn't figure out how to rig it better. <laughs> no, well, you guys. I've always argued on the other hand. There's Democrats should have done, done a better job in terms of the House and the Senate if we'd if we'd actually done that. Uh, we should we should have been more effective. Go ahead, Henry. Well, yeah. Uh, there's a difference between Republicans and the Trump people. And well, we found out about that speak, last night, yeah. and we're going to talk a yeah, little bit okay. about that coming up uh, so a little bit later. So you can't condemn all Republicans categorically for doing this. Well, uh, and Trump well, has whoa, his right. Whoa. Whoa. People have they control right to your 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 Republicans control your party. I mean that was emphasized last no, night. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Oh, it's not true. Well, no, how did the no. Cheney get thrown out then? Yeah, Biden you know what's interesting? Did you look? At, um, we'll we'll get into this <laughs> some more later. But did you notice the um, the tracking that that they did uh, the charts that they put up on? The status of the of the uh, the so-called impeachment ten. The, the, I believe I've seen some. Oh yeah, the ten Republicans of the ten Republicans that um, voted to impeach Donald Trump in in right. House races, four of them uh, dropped out and and just didn't run for re-election. Um, three now have been voted out in primaries and 137 of them voted to uh discertify the election right. after the insurrection what is that all about and none of them have been displaced that i know of i mean come on henry who the hell is that party that party is well, the party uh, of, of tyranny that party, but you have to ask <laughs> guys. You can't take You can't take just any uh, a commentary and and draw conclusions from. You got to go to the source These of who represents well, the party. The great body of people who people represent the Republican in, Party are different than their, the ones who represent the Trump group. Well, they want Not, to I have nothing against either. 
Well, we're gonna okay, go we're, ahead. we're gonna we're gonna get into Andy, all that coming up. In a I'm so glad that JD is up because I get the chance like to it. talk back to him big because he can't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> we are well, a government of law, not a government of of, of men. This is disgusting. It's a government of collective action. Just because you're a government, government of law doesn't mean you that you always obey, have to be right. You have to obey the. You have to obey the Constitution, Henry. You got to obey the rule of law. I agree. Well, we'll get, gotta, we'll get, I'm on your side. We'll get we'll get back Good. to we'll get back to this in a little while. We've got a few other. Then join things the Democratic Party, Henry. <laughs> Four separate recall petitions against Thetford Township Supervisor Rachel Stanky were each rejected by the Genesee County Elections Commission this past week. Uh, the three-person commission voted down each of four petitions for language that was not clear and factual. Which stands out more? And what does it say that there were four recall petitions filed and that all four were rejected? The board divided. Well, well you did, know, did the like, same person file these things? I mean, maybe they're just badly phrased or something. I don't know. Weren't they trying to recall almost everybody in the Thetford Township Board recently? At, at one point, yes. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is against the uh, supervisor, not one of the board members. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And, well, uh, and you there know, many were, times there's... And I'm just wondering, how, how were there, you know, how were there four petitions, and how is it that all four petitions didn't pass muster. I can explain that. Okay. <laughs> Thank I, you, David. I thought you might. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the way the reason they were chucked was because of the fact that they were incorrect. They, they, there are guidelines for recall. There has to be um, uh, reasons that are are not political, but reasons uh, of of fraud, illegality, or, or or the like, which are with a colloquy of specificity, which means they have to be specific charges. And there weren't any specific charges, just that they didn't like what they said. But that's not good enough. Or did. Or, that's not good enough. And that's why they got chucked, because you have to, uh, they have to conform to the rule of law. Because didn't it used to be that I mean before the law changed, could couldn't you just attempt to recall anybody for for if you didn't yeah. like their face? And there was, it was like very easy to do it years or ago. They had body odor or something like that. You know, <laughs> you can smell a person. I can't sit next to this person; he smells. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> now, now apparently you have to hit somebody at a meeting. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and that comes up more often than you would expect. Right. Right. No, but you know, it's all it 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 all goes down to people understanding the application of the law and how to apply compromise and understanding and what is right and what is wrong with ruling in a particular manner. I mean, it should be what is legal and unlegal, because they don't go by right well, wrong and court. I think that, Henry, that's much better than I did. That's right. Okay. Well, Paul yeah. pointed okay. out you. that, you know, the, the rules and regulations have been changed fairly recently with regard to recalls. 
And I suspect it, and and I think we've maybe even talked about this that 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 action or actions were taken um, to make it a little more difficult to do recalls. And is this proof that it worked? Yeah, it may be. Like again, I didn't see the petitions, but if you know, I think it's it's fair to say that uh, I used to joke in class with the old law. You couldn't go more than two or three weeks in Genesee County without somebody trying to recall somebody <laughs> because they looked at right. somebody cross-eyed, you know. Uh, exactly. <laughs> he didn't say hello to me. File a petition. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What a life we live, you gentlemen. What a yeah. life we live. I, you know. Let's talk about Trump. Come on, you guys. I got to go. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not there yet. But, uh... All right, all right. God, you guys are going to... All right. Okay. All right. Let's let's try this one. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer will not have to testify at an August 17th hearing over the state's 1931 abortion ban. A judge ruled Wednesday a decision that has already been appealed. Whitmer um, was served a subpoena Monday by David Coleman, an attorney representing two county prosecutors who challenged a previous court of claims ruling that an injunction binds them from prosecuting abortion providers. That injunction preserved the right to an abortion in Michigan even after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, but the Michigan Court of Appeals ruled August 1st that county prosecutors were not bound by the injunction. Whitmer's legal team requested a temporary restraining order against prosecutors barring them from enforcing the 1931 law which Oakland County Circuit Court Judge Jacob Cunningham granted hours after the Court of Appeals ruling. Cunningham set a hearing date of August 17th to determine whether a a preliminary injunction would be issued. Abortion currently remains legal in Michigan under Cunningham's temporary restraining order. Which is better for the... Governor's re-election bid: testifying or not testifying? All right. First of all, let's understand why he doesn't have to testify. Okay. The reason, okay, the reason she does not have to testify is is that she brought the action as governor of the state of Michigan, not as an individual person, and therefore the court felt that subpoenaing her was inappropriate. She she brought it as a as as a as the government, um, and and I understand that, uh, but uh, that's subject to review, and that's they have a review by right. Uh, actually, an interlocutory appeal. Uh, did the court did the court of appeals accept? It must have. They must have accepted the uh, uh, the, the appeal on the uh, prior to trial on that. It well, they'd have to. That that's what happened. But uh, that's the reason. That was the reasoning the judge gave. So now, po- politically, would it be wiser for her to testify to to make the issue more prominent? Politically, um, probably, uh, Paul, you're correct. I mean, well, let's but, let's revisit this question on the other side of the break. I have a break coming up here, and uh, we'll we'll let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. They are. Uh, 
WFOVLP, Our Voices Radio 92.1 FM in Flint. And uh, we're going to let them do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We'll be right back. Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner Program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. Cloth or disposable? Paint or wallpaper? Yellow or green? Babies come with lots of decisions. Crib or bassinet? Rocker or glider? So when it comes to protection against diseases, go with the safest, most effective choice. Vaccination. To protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases like measles, meningitis, and whooping cough. That's why nearly all parents choose it. Stroller or carriage, basketball or soccer. So get all the recommended vaccinations for your baby by age two. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. Justin or Justine. Immunizations help give you the power to protect your baby. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Why are we stopping? We're going to be late for the show. Mom, Dad, we got to get gas. Not here, you're not. This place is charging an arm and a leg. Look, these days, price swings of 30 or 40 cents per gallon aren't unusual. But when a gas station charges a price way above the price at similar stations, that could be gas gouging. Michigan gas stations sell the correct quality and quantity of gas most of the time. 
But when a station does try to illegally take advantage of drivers, my office is here to stop them. Stop Attorney Generaling! We got a concert to get to! I hope she doesn't sit next to us. Narc. This is Attorney General Dana Nussel. If you have information about potential gas gouging, call my office or go online at michigan.gov slash ag. Put those away. We're at a gas station. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Armchair Politics continues on the Tom Sumner Program with our roundtable regulars, Paul Rosicki and Henry Hatter, joined by ACP or Armchair Politics uh, alum, J.D. Weingarten. And uh, welcome back, everybody. The question just before the, uh, before the break had to do with the legal wrangling over whether abortion will continue to be legal in Michigan and whether or not the governor will have to testify in a case that she initiated uh, on uh, August 17th, and which works better, the question was, which is better for the governor's re-election bid, testifying or not testifying, and that's kind of where well, we Well, and off. I think there's another question here, Tom. Yeah. If, if they let the governor testify, or they want the governor, they allow the governor to, be, to testify, then I think they should allow... Her opponent to testify. I'd subpoena her opponent and let her get up there on the stand and swear to the fact that she said no exception for anything. Let her go. Let her go. Let her go. And she can say why. And then we can and then we can have a political circus rather than a uh, a fair trial here. Now, and, and you know, that we laugh about all this. Not laugh about it, but we, we, we talk about all this. Sometimes you know, we really laugh is. about it because sometimes <laughs> it's pretty laughable. It is I true, know. yeah. But the real, the real facts remain. What is implicit in the concepts of ordered liberty? What is implicit in the concepts of uh, ordered liberty when it comes to the woman's right to choose? These are issues that are so important. And the voters are going to have to make a determination here if they want to live in tyranny, especially the women voters, or they want to live uh, live in in a free and just society where uh, the, the people are allowed to make a right to choose. Now, I'm not saying those morally wishing to uh, prevent uh, themselves to become aborted uh, morally uh, aren't every right entitled to that, but for them to invoke their preferences, moral preferences on other people is wrong. You know, this, this, all this endless wrangling has got to leave the medical providers in, in really a quandary. I mean, they're not sure from one day to the next whether it's legal or illegal or whether there's another appeal or a reversal of an appeal. I mean, these kind of things have got to leave the doctors and the, the medical personnel in, in really a, a very tough situation here in Michigan and in many other states, too. Uh, well, that's right. I mean, uh, my son, my son Jay, is on the front line. Uh, he's a he's a hematologist oncologist. Uh, that's a cancer doctor in plain mm. simple language. And uh, sometimes uh, there's issues there. And, he, well, and well, well, uh, these doctors and these doctors are beside themselves because they want to uh, be effective for their and and protective of their patients. What kind of a what kind of moron would ever <laughs> give a person the right to choose? It's common sense. <coughs> and and, uh, and and for any and for any party to stand for that 
is absolute garbage. Uh, this question is for J.D., uh, Tom. Um, yeah, go ahead. Re regarding the, the governor's uh, uh, decision to uh, send an injunction preventing testimony, her own testimony, um, the governor is the enforcer of the law by the Constitution, right? How can she decide, uh, a court, decide for the courts, when an injunction should be sent. Shouldn't that be by the courts uh, deciding that, or did she overstep well, no, no, her own? Henry, that's, that you raise a great point. She, she has advocates, just like the other side ha is an advocate. They're the ones that make the advocate. They're the ones that advocate, and the judge is the one who makes the decision. So, no, she doesn't have that right. The court had that, but the court has that right. But but in the testimony it says that she will, uh, she wrote the injunction, right? Well, she didn't do it personally. Her lawyers did it. Well, I mean, but it was for her. But Why but, but she court? did. She it, did. Not, no, no, hold it. It's no, no, no. See, here's what you don't want. It wasn't for her. It was for the people of the state of Michigan. That's who they represent. Okay. That's but, who they represent. But the represent. answer to Henry represent her. But the answer to Henry's question is, um, yes, she filed the uh, motion mm -hmm. to um, block issue to block supporting the 1931 uh, abortion ban um, on, the on the advice and consent of. Uh, and, and, and you're right, J.D., she, she, she had lawyers who did of whom? it. Of whom? On the well, consent of whom? If they didn't agree to it, and if they didn't agree with it, with what her request was as governor, then they did not have to uh, represent her. But I would have represented her, I'll tell you that, Henry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I just wanted to know, we, the Constitution separates our government into three segments. Uh, the maker of the laws, and uh, the ones who enforce, and the courts. And the I was looking to see... in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, so is the our, national Constitution. Well, Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. Yes, sir. Okay? They elected now, her. So she's acting yes. for the people of the state of Michigan. But Michigan government is a mirror. Michigan government is a mirror of federal government for the same reason. I'll give you that. And it behaves like the federal government. Oh, but Henry, it has making these, powers. Henry, Henry, you can't huh? do that. that Why can't they I? They behave. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, it means exactly what it says. They act in similar <laughs> ways that they cannot supersede the ultimate authority of primacy, which is the federal they government. They can't supersede the ultimate consti the constitutional mandates, which are government okay. by the consent of the governed. And okay. she was elected. Now we're talk Now we're getting. Now you're going to switch hit on me. You're going to talk about states' rights. In the, and, and, but the states' rights in Michigan are clear, too, because you can't have, in Michigan, you can't have a law 
that it d- denies equal protection of the law. As okay, that law I, does. Well, I believe that does. we're on both on the same page, J.D. I can see We've, we've just got I, about three or four right. minutes left uh, until the top of the hour break, and uh, J.D. will be leaving us next hour. I'm oh, not no. sure exactly when. Um, I, I, I'll stay on as long as I can, but... Hey, I'm going to miss you guys when I leave. I'm sure you're not going to miss my harangue. <laughs> no, we, we will miss you as well, J.D. That's right, J.D. But uh, we've Thanks. got just, just a couple of minutes, and I want to squeeze in this one. We talked about this last week. Republican gubernatorial nominee Tudor Dixon is considering a short list of about four potential uh, uh, candidates uh, for lieutenant governor and uh, could be making an announcement sometime this week, according to the Free Press. Dixon's pick could be significant in seeking to unify a fractured Michigan Republican Party emerging from a divisive primary. Um, do you have any, any thoughts on who she might pick, and why is or isn't um, John James's uh, name on that list? Uh, John James will not be on the list because John James lost. Okay, it's simple as that, and I understand that political uh, song and dance. Now, this uh, the ones that will. I like Henry Hatter to run for lieutenant governor. Myself. Yeah, I think Henry was Henry's a part. I'm going to suggest Henry. Well, as well. thank you. Yeah, she, she needs somebody who really has got some some legislative experience, some good governor's, exactly. governor's experience. You know, she, well, she's really yeah. an amateur at this kind of thing, so she needs some governmental experience of some kind. But yeah, Henry would be a good choice. And, oh, and, you guys are buttering me up. And Henry, <laughs> you can put up there. Henry, you can put up there. I, my, I am a, you, you, and you could run on, on the platform. I am an exception. I am an exception. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought. Love it. I hadn't <laughs> thought about Henry for LG, but. Now that you mention it, J.D., I, I, I'm all for it. I, I, I think that would be uh, an interesting matchup, although uh, Gretchen Whitmer's uh, running mate is um, considerably taller. Oh, he's taller than all of us. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and by the way, I really like that guy. He's a wonderful young man. I just might add, I... I know I'm over the top on that, but... Tom, you know, I think J.D. may have brought back enthusiasm into the platform, into this platform. He always does. He does, yes. I want to tell you, I I really have fun doing this. You guys got to hate it. We got got that bill to sign that's going to make a difference for all Americans. Uh, We've got uh, Trump on the ropes. As far as I'm concerned, uh, <laughs> on the big, big time. I think that I'm I am optimistic that Republicans will start to realize the fallacies of their ways. And I want to say that, and I want to say that every as far as Trump is concerned, I would even venture a guess that if a person had character, I'd vote for him. I'd vote for Mitt Romney. He's got character. I'd vote for Lee Cheney. She's got character. I don't like any, You I know, like it's interesting you say that. they I, got character. This I, is so tragically missing. And the point I want to make, and I'll just shut up, and then I'll just shut up, is 
if they had stopped that huckster in, in the 80s and 90s with his illegal <laughs> I know where you're going with his, this. And his grocery, we wouldn't have had to put up with five years of his crap. Hey, and, we've, and that's what happened to Americans. I, people are sick of talking about this guy. Well, they should be. We've got a break on this. We've got a break on this. No, the idea of voting for him again. We got a break for top of the hour ID, and we'll be back with the second half of Armchair Politics right after this. Alexander Zanjic, don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner.